0: You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve Podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We talk a little bit about last night's Bachelorette episode, some Bachelor talk. And I got some things going on in pop culture and whatnot. And maybe a little update on my Achilles again. You guys sick of it yet? I haven't updated you on my shower excursion from this past weekend. That was fun. But we'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you will look forward to. Go to dameproducts.com and use code Steve to take 15% off of your first order. That's dameproducts.com, promo code Steve. So let's jump into last night's episode, shall we? A couple things here in regards to, I don't know, first date of the season or the first date of the episode was Zach's. Actually, you know what? Let me go back to yesterday's podcast because I actually forgot something that I mentioned. After yesterday's podcast went up, I got at least 15 emails within a span of five minutes correcting me on a mistake that I made Not once, not twice, but probably three times. I didn't even realize I did it. But I corrected it in a tweet, and I put that tweet on my Instagram story, but it's possible you never saw it. Yesterday when I was going over what we were expecting to see and hometown dates and whatever, I kept saying Tino when I meant to say Tyler. Tyler is the one who gets a hometown date next week, and he gets eliminated in the day portion of his hometown date. But I said Tino for some reason, so I got a bunch of emails saying Steve, how can you say Tino wins this season if he gets eliminated on his hometown? Tennis? I said, no, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I said, I kept saying Tino when I meant to say Tyler. So every time I said Tino, I was meant to say Tyler. And and then I put in my tweet, nothing has changed. Everything that I said in regards to Tyler leaving and getting eliminated at the day portion Of his hometown date next week, which is in Wildwood, New Jersey, he still goes home to talk to his parents. And that was because of what we saw in the episode last night where he tells Rachel his parents told him before he left, don't dare bring anybody home unless they are the one. So that's why she lets him go. She obviously has that in her mind next week during the day portion when they, you know, that was the probably the most. um, Viewed or most wildly public hometown date of this season in terms of videos and pictures getting out because they were at that boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey, and they were playing games, they were riding rides, and there were just so many pictures and videos that got out that day that I posted and other people posted, and it was just very visible, but um, she eliminated him at the end of that, and then he still goes home and talks to his parents and tells them, like, no, it just didn't work out, and she sent me home. I I think... um. I think one of the new things on this show, and I I think it's good that we're actually, it seems like in more recent seasons, we've gotten a lot more therapy talk about this show because there's nothing wrong with therapy. And we've gotten more people open up about how it's helped them. But it almost seems like it seems like everybody goes to therapy on this show. And it's like, if you don't, and you don't have any trauma in your past, that kind of forced you to maybe sit down with somebody and talk to them and and go to therapy, it almost sounds like it makes you a boring person and not a candidate that people will fall for on this show. Because everybody, let's face it, everybody loves an underdog story. And if somebody is out there and has a past where something traumatic happened and they said they really were at a low place in their life and they saw therapy, that to the average viewer, makes the average viewer kind of want to root for them, right? Like that wouldn't make you go like, "Ugh, what a weenie. Nobody would look at somebody like that. And if you do, you've got the problem, not them. So it just seems like though everybody is talking about therapy now, and it's almost like you don't get any points with the audience if you don't have anything traumatic in your life, and you didn't overcome anything. And I think I think that's wrong. It shouldn't be that way. People that go to therapy, there's nothing wrong with that. People that don't go to therapy or have never been to therapy or don't talk about therapy on this show, there's nothing wrong with that either. But it just seems like every single week we're getting a story of it, and it's almost like, gosh, production almost seeking out these people. When they were in the Netherlands... I kind of tweeted this out last night and it's somewhat of a rhetorical question. I didn't understand. Like did they really only two weeks out of the 52 weeks of the year, the tulips look like that in the Netherlands. I didn't know that. And then the, in the rolling credit scene, Rachel, it, it, it in the credit scene was a blooper of Rachel and Zach getting on the bikes by the tulips. And Rachel basically says like, I haven't been on a bike in years. I don't even re- I hope I remember how to do it yet. In the episode, when they were riding the bikes, she tried to stand up on the bike while she was riding it. What, is she in the fucking circus? I I mean, if you rode your bike every day, I don't think you could stand up on a bike and have nobody handling the pedals or the steering wheel. Like, what was she trying to do there? She literally said, let's see if I can stand up. And she was on a two-wheel bike that apparently she hadn't ridden in years. So weird. Um, another po- cocktail party was canceled this episode. I swear this season is just loaded with canceled cocktail parties. I feel like we've gotten one almost every episode, right? We're kind of close, aren't we? As for the Logan stuff, your guess is as good as mine that he had COVID. Two things here. Number one, Jesse goes to her room, Gabby's room, and sits her down and says, got a situation here. Logan has COVID, basically eliminated from the competition. Jesse then goes to the men on the group date and says, there's a situation with Logan. He will not be continuing. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I'm not conspiracy theorist here because, as I mentioned in my column last week, I actually heard back in April about a COVID person, a COVID-related exit this season, and I totally forgot it. I found the email yesterday of when I emailed somebody about, hey, did you hear about this? Obviously, I'm not going to share that, but I found the email, and it was in June. So I had heard about it, and I actually had heard it was about Logan, but once again, I just I got to be more diligent on my notes but because I, I completely forgot. I could have been out in front of this weeks ago and said, yeah, Logan gets eliminated because of COVID. And I just totally blanked. So my bad on that one. But you did know last week that uh, he was going to eliminate because of COVID. But how come you can tell Gabby that Logan has COVID, but you can't tell the guys? You would think it'd be you could either tell them both or you can't tell either of them. So I didn't understand that part of it. And I don't think it has anything to do with HIPAA laws because if it was HIPAA laws, my guess would be you wouldn't be able to tell anybody, but he told Gabby to her face, Logan has COVID. So why didn't you just go tell the guys Logan has COVID? Cause they asked like, just tell us, is everything okay? And Jesse's like, yeah. So I didn't understand that at all. Other than maybe they just did it for TV purposes, dramatic purposes. Not sure. The other thing was the fake out by the promo that we see Jesse telling somebody last week, You got to go. And then they showed a shot of Logan, which we never saw. So either that's from a future episode or they just cut that out of this episode where Jesse actually told him you got to go. So, yeah, I don't understand it. Um, It's kind of weird that I, I don't know. Maybe the show will address this or maybe somebody will talk about this. I don't really understand how Logan had COVID and nobody else got it. He was literally in close quarters with everybody. I understand that, obviously, COVID, even if you are vaccinated, which everybody on the show is, it can easily pass you up and you don't catch it. Totally understandable. But it seems the odds would be with that many people around Logan and that many people that work on the show and him in contact with people, you would think that somebody got it, somebody else. So maybe, I mean, it is very possible that the somebody else that may have gotten it was a crew member that we don't even know about anyway, and just nobody left on the show in terms of contestants got it. That's very possible, I guess. But will we ever get an answer to this? Probably not. I'm sure Logan is going to do podcasts, and he will talk about it. Maybe he will uh, update people. I don't know. But I'd like to know if anybody else caught it, and if nobody did, that's that's a hell of luck on, on their on their point. I mean, that, that is they really lucked out if that was the case, and only Logan got it, and no one else did. All right, I want to talk about The Bachelor real quick. As we know, The Bachelor starts filming in mid to late September, as always. And we're still weeks away. But I think now, here's what I'll say. I got a video on Saturday from somebody who was at Disneyland that sent me a 20-second video of, of Nate with his daughter at Disneyland. And they were getting the full tour, which is thousands of dollars if you get a full tour at Disneyland. And getting that video of him uh, with the tour guide, it's certainly not anything definitive. It's not proof of anything. But I can tell you this, knowing how it has worked in the past, getting to go to Disneyland on the company dime and getting a tour is definitely something in the past that has been reserved for leads in this franchise especially with your daughter and getting the full tour. I mean, you couple that with last night's edit that Nate got fleiss having his Twitter diarrhea last week, where all he did was defend Nate in a series of tweets, any chance he could, which in turn meant fleiss actually acknowledged something that I posted, which he never does. Let's just say Nate is definitely on the forefront of their mind. If not, the favorite right now to be The Bachelor. Will he get it? We don't know yet. We're still weeks away from that happening. And we know how The Bachelor lead works and The Bachelorette lead. They tell multiple people and multiple people sign contracts so they can keep it a secret until the very end when they want to release it wherever it may be. Good Morning America and After the Final Rose Show. Could be any one of those. It's really the only spoiler they've been able to keep somewhat quiet um over the years some i've been able to spoil before it was actually posted and some i haven't it's a case-by-case basis every season but i can tell you if you ask me right now i think the bachelor is going to be nate there's just too many things pointing to it the edit the disneyland appearance last this past friday with his daughter the fleiss tweets there's a lot pointing to nate they obviously don't care about the Kelsey and Larry story. Hell, Fleiss' tweets are basically making fun of it. They don't care. They're not gonna that's not gonna stop them. If they wanted Nate badly and they he was the top of their list, that story on Nate last week is not going to change anything in their minds. That means nothing to them. It's why they acknowledged it last week. And obviously anything can happen, uh, and they've definitely changed last minute before, but on August 16th. As we sit here today, I think it's going to be Nate based on all those factors I just mentioned. So and we'll see what happens. And for me, I don't care if it's Nate. If it is him, great. If it's not, it goes to somebody else, great. My stance never changes when it comes to this. I do not care. I know a lot of you don't believe me, but I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I do not care who the lead is. I do not care who the bachelor and bachelorette is. All I care about is that there is a bachelor and bachelorette. That's all. Because my job doesn't change in the least bit. Now, with Nate as The Bachelor, if he is named The Bachelor, yeah, I'm going to have a few extra Kelsey and larry jokes thrown in during the recaps, but it's about it. It's just going to be too easy to, to make fun of. But this show is going to choose who they want to choose. Nothing I say or report is going to change anything, nor did I ever expect it to. But if you ask me today, I think Nate's going to be The Bachelor. It's just too many signs pointing to it. So keep that in mind. That when Fleiss had those tweets last week, I was scratching my head because so I'm like, wow, they're going really out of their way to defend a guy on an accusation by quote unquote the number one, you know, enemy to this franchise, me. I, the fact that Fleiss acknowledged me over something that I reported about one of his contestants, that was weird. You watch that edit last night and you're like, geez, this is like total bachelor edit if you've ever seen one. And then you couple that with, I'm telling you, that Disneyland trip that he got on Company Dime, that's a big deal. And I've spoken to people since last night about that. Or over the weekend and, and into yesterday. Past contestants that are like, yeah, it's a big deal that he got to do that. That's usually reserved for people that are set up to be the lead. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I can't guarantee anything, obviously, and they will change. They've changed at the last minute before. But my guess right now, and my guess means nothing, is it's going to be Nate. And, you know, we'll have a season of Nate, and I'm fine with that. I never had an issue with Nate. The story wasn't put out last Tuesday, so Nate wouldn't be the Bachelor or – it was a premeditated, you know, hit job on him. It was, hey, Kelsey and Larie have a story they want to share. And this is what they had to present. And if it doesn't change the show's mind, it doesn't change the show's mind. It wasn't the goal of the story. These women had every right to share what a shitty guy he was towards them. Okay? So we go from there. Uh, but I would keep that in mind. Those are pretty big things uh, that happened um, with Nate. Moving on to non-show related stuff, I watched the Hundred Thousand Dollar Pyramid again this past Sunday. <laughs> I tell you, I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to get anxiety watching that show. I'm not a person that has anxiety. I know that's a thing now, and a lot of people do suffer from anxiety. And it, it, this isn't something to where I'm. I, when I say I'm, I have anxiety when I watch that show. I'm not like, I'm not saying I literally have to maybe take medication for it. I'm just saying it makes me anxious because of the countdown and you know, you, you got to get these answers in on time. And not only that, you're screaming at the television just like I am for password. Like for password, I'm trying to give out clues that I think would be better and trying to give out clues before they even give clues. And what has happened to me? And granted, I know I've been laid up since last Wednesday and all I've done is watch TV for the last five days, but Jesus I'm watching game shows that were reboots from 80s game shows that I used to watch back when I was a kid. I'm talking to the TV, yelling out answers. I'm getting nervous for people sitting in the final chair at $100,000 Pyramid. What is wrong with me? What has happened to my life? Oh, oh gosh. By the way, password's on tonight. I'll be glued to the TV set. Yeah, um, can't wait. What else is on Tuesday nights? Is Hard Knocks Tuesday nights or is it Wednesday nights? I already forgot. I think it's Wednesday. What did I tell you last week about Hard Knocks and how Dan Campbell was going to be a quote machine? That first episode was great. What a great first episode. It doesn't even matter. Like people say, oh, Detroit Lions, why do we care about them? They were three thirteen and one last year. Yeah, but it doesn't it's giving you an insight of football side that you just don't see. And it's such a great show. It's produced so well and just getting to learn. Like I've always been into human interest stories and just getting to learn about players that you would never, ever think to even start caring about. And the people that are on the fringe, the guys that are trying to make the team. And there'll be stories that start developing in the next couple episodes of the guys that are fringe players that are, might make the team and might not or get sent down to the practice squad or get cut out over cut overall. Great show. I hope you tune into it and I wish I could remember what day of the week it was on. It's either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I'm totally blanking. Um a mini trigger warning for this last story if you haven't seen it or heard it towards the end of last week, I'm going to talk real briefly about the Kobe Bryant Vanessa Bryant case. That. I don't know if you know this, but Vanessa Bryant had to go to court last week because there is um, a case going on about, you know, she's trying to sue the police department because some of the cops who showed up at the crash scene literally took pictures of the bodies, Kobe's, his daughters, the other people, and then you know, went to a bar later that night, were showing other cops. It was getting passed around in group text. I just, I can't even imagine Vanessa Bryant having to sit there in court and listen to stories and see video surveillance footage of a cop at a bar, which she did, showing his phone to the bartender and them giggling about it. How sick of a human being do you have to be, a cop nonetheless, to take photos of of an A-lister's dead body after a crash. Just so you can say, I have pictures of Kobe. Because that's the only reason why you would do it. If you showed up to a scene of an, of somebody who wasn't famous in a car crash, would you really take pictures of it to show to anybody else? No, because the person you're showing it to wouldn't even know who the person is. They took it because it was Kobe. Ugh. Story made me sick to my stomach. And it was just this is just me talking about it. And more of a call out to what a shitty ass culture that would be to be in, to think that that was ever, ever acceptable. So whatever penalty they give that guy or whatever penalty they give that to police department, I don't think will be big enough. Vanessa Bryan has to be sick to her stomach that there are pictures floating around out there. I've never seen them. I wouldn't even know where to get them, but I'm sure if somebody looked hard enough, they could probably find them somewhere that are out there of of that. Crash scene. That's just despicable. Anyway, before I end this, somebody actually sent me an email and asked me, What are you saying at the very end of your podcasts? I've done it for five and a half years on the Thursday podcast. I've done it on every single one of these daily roundup podcasts. All I'm saying is see ya, but I'm saying it very fast and it, it goes back to something I did 20 years ago with buddies. It's just something that we did where we'd be like, see ya. And then it just turned into, and then you would just not even pronounce the word. Just go. (laughs) So I kind of do a hybrid of that, but yeah, that's what it is. I'm just saying, see ya. So there you go. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. And here we go. Coming to you in three, two, and one. See ya.